calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. That's when I was like, oh, that's how you be an ally. Yeah. yeah you know? For sure. She gets to say the word dyke whenever she wants. Yeah, she gets that. <laughs> she gets See, we were talking about uh, making uh, dyke passes for straight people who that give a she, lot of money I'll to our Patreon. Yeah. I give her my, she goes to like gay bars and stuff too. She's very yeah. comfortable around gay people. I get more social anxiety than she does, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not even that comfortable around a lot of gay people, no. to be honest. Yeah, I get so nervous. That's probably why I've never come up to you people. before because I'm like a little bit scared of lesbians. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't go to right. Cubbyhole yeah. because I'm, like, afraid. Yeah. Me like, too. I but I think now that I'm drinking again, maybe I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast that outdikes 99.9% of other podcasts. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with comedian Emma Willman on the topic of sex, finally. Yeah. To both of those things, <laughs> Emma and sex. Emma is the co-host of the Inside the Closet podcast. You've also seen her all over the place doing stand-up on Late Night. Uh, she's in an episode of HBO's Crashing, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she has a stand-up special coming out on Netflix when does that come out? Comes out in June. In June. Yeah. Okay. But you taped it. We this taped month? it two months ago. Two months ago. Okay. I think. No wait. We taped at the beginning of February. Cool. Yeah. Cool. In Atlanta. So excited. Oh, I still live in Atlanta. I loved Atlanta. I, I love really it. like Atlanta a lot. I I love living in New York a lot better, but lately I've just been very nostalgic for sure. Atlanta and the food. And I wasn't doing comedy when I lived there, and I regret it. It was a great. They had some like the bar shows were like packed. Yeah, it's a great shows, but it was super super spread out. So I think logistically maybe it'd be tricky to just you know jump around. Yeah, but. I loved it when I was there, and I was so nervous before the Netflix taping, the two weeks before. Mm. I was so nervous. My tongue <laughs> swole up. Like, I was a mess. And then right when we got there, I wasn't nervous. Oh, great. great. Yeah, thank God. Because I, I was <laughs> so nervous before. Yeah. I was doing shows, yeah. and I, like, wasn't making eye contact with the audience. Yeah. It was truly oh. bizarre. Like, I would just be, like, every single thing I did, I thought was going to be indicative of how the special would go. Yeah. So I just pictured... 
I was I really built it up, but then it wasn't. Then it was super fun. Yeah, couldn't have they couldn't have created a better. I mean, Netflix is obviously a well oiled machine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. They did a great job. This woman Samantha Black, who does like a lot of audience coordination for comedy stuff, did a great. It was a great mix of like ages, like racially, like very like gay couples, straight couple. You know, it was a good good thing. Yeah, that's so awesome. June coming cool, out. In June. Cool, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, Emma, when your podcast came out, it mm. came out, I think the same time that we started doing our podcast nice. at, at like the end of August. So Sarah and I had been talking about doing a podcast for a year. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally did it. So it's me and Mateo. We've been talking yeah, about it yeah. for about a year and a half. And I was like, there aren't any like, like hardcore unapologetic lesbian podcasts. And the same week it was like. Cameron Esposito with Query, right? You yeah. with you with Inside the Closet. This other one called like Let's Hang Out. Mm-hmm. There, there's another one I can't think of right now. It all now. came out that week, and yeah. I'm like, come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but we should also have done this nine months ago right. when we started talking about it. They are also different. I didn't, yeah, know that Cameron Esposito's is going to be so serious. So when I listen, I'm like, okay, I've that's never not listened us. to it. Yeah, it I haven't serious. either. It's very serious interviews about like at the beginning, it's it, you get this pep talk about we might not be using words and pronouns the right way or um, this is it. And I'm like, woo, that's not us. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we just no. deal with the hate mail later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very <laughs> reactive here at this podcast. Like, yeah. Same with us over at the Inside the Closet camp. Yeah. 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 Although I guess that is pretty smart to do, to be like just a heads up. Anything yeah. I can say yeah. can't be used against me in contempt of court, whatever they say in law and order. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely need a, a writer for, like, don't be offended by So she'll right. say, does she ask serious questions? Like, what's like, a serious question? You know, I. I wanna ask. I wanna, I like. I've only know. listened to, like, part of an episode because I was going for a jog and I was like, this is gonna not give me energy on this. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. right. Uh, so I actually then switched over to an episode that you had with Frank. Uh, yes, not yeah. serious, not so serious. <laughs> but I would be interested in like learning how to do serious ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I listened to the one with her and Jill Soloway and oh, okay. it was just, you know, questions about being a queer woman and TV and like talking business and right. about the importance of representation. Like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. there, there's a place for it. Yeah, of um, course. And this uh, Let's Hang Out podcast is a lot of fandom, um, media type stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, yours with, and Mateo is a very different uh, Yeah, we were trying to think dynamic. of it. It was kind of like, what would two gay people... We were just looking for an excuse to do a podcast. And yeah. Then people mm-hmm. were like, you should try to have like an angle on it. Yeah. And then we were like, maybe we'll do one where it's like, what would two gay people talk about if no one else was around? Yeah. And then that it kind of sprung from that. It's very freeform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, the voices that <laughs> that Matteo does when he starts imitating Liza Minnelli is one of my favorite <laughs> things. And then Emma, when you impersonate your mom, and he does Barbara. Have you? Are you guys both yeah. familiar with Liza Minnelli enough to know? I am. I'm not. So when he I'm does really that, not. I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on. But yeah. I can hang. <laughs> like I can like. I mean, I know like, who no. she is. I'm, right. I'm the her the only work of hers that I'm most familiar with would be her recurring role on Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. I yeah. didn't know she was on that. Oh, she's okay. on. Yeah. Oh, she that's plays, fun. Uh, it's so good. She plays like the, the fr- a friend of the mom or so, or something. Yeah. I don't know. She, then there's a whole thing with her and Buster for a while. It's weird. I'll watch but. that because I need to see something that she's on because the only representation of Liza Minnelli I have is from Mateo's impressions. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I think they're hilarious just because it's like funny how he does it and he's yeah. funny. But I don't have any reference point yeah. at all. Yeah. So I should. 
I would love to see. But the Barbara I mean, one, I it's good. N- yeah, can, I get uh, through and through. The Barbara from Shark Tank. Barbara right? from Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I assumed see, Barbara Streisand. No, <laughs> no. So I don't, I don't watch, or I mean, I've seen enough of Shark Tank that I get the the right, Barbara the one. Gist. But that's yeah. very funny as well. But yeah. it is a great dynamic. Um, Emma, I do want to talk about. I feel like anything. Like you, you and me, I want to talk about me. Uh, we've been like Subarus passing in the night. Um, in terms of That's amazing. Because no, wait, have you used that line before? No, I haven't. I've never heard it. Have you? Did you spend? Was that like one you've been like waiting to use? Uh, you know, I because that was good. I thought about ships passing in the night, and no, then I no. was like, we're lesbians, we're Subarus. Yeah, yeah. that was good. We're Subarus in the That's night. Amazing. That's a meme. Because I, I was telling that was somebody. really good. Because if I if I dropped that one, I wouldn't just like I wouldn't have just wiggled it in. I would have like made a big thing about it. I would have been like, you and I, super passing in the night. But good for you for just casually slipping that in. That was a good one. No, uh, so I had um, I had Ashley Gavin, uh, you know, yeah, formally, yeah. yeah, formally introduce you to me um, because Ashley's, Ashley's great. like, you've never met Emma. I'm like, well. Kind of, but we've never really talked, and we've been in like the same place at the same time a lot. But Emma's always like in and out, in and out. So I've never like mm-hmm. had the chance, and also a lot of it was like right when I first started doing stand up. When um, did you cut? When did you start over in New York? Um, like three years ago, Good I for started you. doing it. You were at my first open mic I did. Oh my OMG! The Where was first, it at? At Buddha at yes, um, I love I Village get- Lantern. See, I get anxiety if I don't do open mics. I haven't been doing open mics, and I get anxiety. I know this sounds like, like, I get anxiety when I don't do them. Like, I haven't yeah. been doing them at all, and I, like, am bothered by it. It's just, like, I don't know. It's this weird, who know, who fucking knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love, do- I love doing, but you know what happened to the um, Village Lantern? There was, they stopped doing the mics there and the shows there because, yeah. and I used to run a show there on Saturdays, uh, like, years ago, but... They stopped because it turns out there's a fire hazard. The, the sprinklers didn't work. Oh, oh I didn't know that was years. why. Yeah, for years. So oh, God. It, you go down into a basement in the West Village. There's only yeah. one way out, and it's low ceilings. Oh, that's a terrible So idea. it was just a waiting. waiting to die. Yeah. So yeah. once an actual inspector came in, they were like, everything is shut down immediately. Like, yeah. No one's getting in. or You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what happened. So did thank you do, God we survived. Did you do shows at the Experiment Gallery when that was a thing? I, I think I Amber did one or two, yeah. So, so they moved the experiment gallery and they put it in this basement that was definitely a fire hazard. Yes. And I never felt safe performing there because you were like in the back room of this basement. There, the entryways, like there, there weren't real doors. And yes. it just seemed like, you know, any day we were all going to die in there. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that the guy who ran it raped someone, so they closed it. And I was like, thank God. Well, not that he raped yeah, someone, yeah. but I'm glad. <laughs> You're like, finally. Oh, wait. <laughs> because, you know, you never want to turn down a set. Sure. But every time I had to go there, I'm like, oh, my one God. one small disaster yeah. away from being. I really, yeah, I really felt unsafe there yeah. um, when I should have felt unsafe because it was run by a rapist. You were probably right. picking up a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> There's something in the air. That's crazy. At your first open mic, so yes. how, did it, how did you, how was it, how did you feel about your first open mic? You know, I felt really good about it. Great. Uh, I actually, I did really well. The only thing where I was obviously a newbie, so I, I knew enough not to go up there and be like, this is my first open mic. When people do that, I'm like, don't. Why? Yeah. Like, don't it, show your cards like hard. that. It's I know. So... I know they want like people not to judge and stuff. But right. it's like the stakes are so low at an open mic that somebody could be like on their hundredth open mic and True. could say, "This is my first open mic," and you'd believe them because right. it, it can be rough. And uh, but I remember 
Um, or yeah. So the one thing I did was I didn't see getting the light because I wasn't used to that. When your time's up in comedy, you get someone waves the light at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you either get one minute or two minutes and then it's like wrap it up. Yeah. So, so the guy was like yeah. slowly walking toward the stage until he was standing right in front of me. And I was like, oh, I guess my time's up. And he's right. like, yeah, it's been up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, He should have told you that. How yeah. are you supposed to know that? I went with you know? my friend. He knew who you were because he'd booked you before. Awesome. And, um, when you were sitting there, he pointed you out and said, that's Emma Willman. She's a legit comic. Mm-mm-mm. And I remembered that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's like two women here and we're both lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's a uh, lot of lesbian comedians, I've, I think, because I mean, I wonder what you guys think. Oh, of this. there are. Well, we have like that's a lesbian comedian yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. week, as a guest. It's, it's unbelievable how it's just like this endless clown car of yeah. funny dykes that are just like... <laughs> That she knows. I don't. I don't. I have nothing to do with bringing guests in. She does all that, and I'm like, this is this has yeah, to end at some point. From, There's a yeah. finite amount. I know it. We haven't found it yet, though. No, episode twenty nine, and we're still. It is interesting. What I mean, there's a lot of something about the inherent act of stand up comedy seems very uh, masculine to me, but mm-hmm. not that being gay has anything to do with being masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like it yeah. seems yeah. like. It makes sense. Yeah, it's it's it is interesting. Although there's a lot of straight women doing it now too. A lot more, yeah. But I, I could see how back in the day that like most of the famous female comics were lesbians mm-hmm. because to like put up with guys. I can see so oh, many God. straight women just like running away from that. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting too because like a lot of. Um, like strippers mm-hmm. will be yeah. bisexual or gay too, and it's because yeah. it's like you're almost like immune to then mm-hmm. advances with stuff. Yeah, for which sure. I thought was interesting. I don't know if that still holds true. I was more like connected to the stripper community like five years ago. We uh-huh. have we have but, an episode about this actually. Yeah, um, our friend used uh, to dance. And Amber Rallo was yeah. a she's a stand up comic now, but she was a stripper, hmm. and um, I knew lesbians. I'll listen to that one, because I think that's, I always, I thought that was really interesting, yeah. I know yeah. two women that have done stripping, and they both were gay, yeah. and they were like, we get nervous when women come in, and I was like, I totally get that, yeah. because yeah. like, if I go to like, like, I, I, don't, I never, don't like going to like locker rooms with women ones in them that much, mm-hmm. yeah. or if I have a massage therapist, I'd rather be a guy, like I was in yeah. Portland, Oregon, I kind of a hot massage therapist, and I felt weird, mm-hmm. I was like flexing while she was like, yeah. <laughs> Massaging me, I was like, "Oh, I just got a massage." So I've just been like working out and like doing community service and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like you want it to be a. I'd rather have it be a man. Do it. I have mm-hmm. male you gynecologists. Know? Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But my male gynecologist, he's really old. Not yeah. that this had anything to do with it. an Eastern European. And the uh, four months ago, man, he's got a, a little bedside manner finessing. Yeah, because I did a gynecologist visit and it was rough. Yeah, we have uh, to have a woman in there, but he just went. He didn't. He didn't say like, "This is what I'm gonna do." He just did uh, it. He just went bow, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, "You gotta relax." I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "You know, woo." All right, man. <laughs> yeah, not a situation that yeah. you're used to kind of relax. No, no, it was a lot. <laughs> um, so then an, another thing that we did together where we didn't talk was that Elite Daily video about um, picking. This up. is how we spend all of our podcasts. We begin with just here's all the interactions we've ever had. Yeah, no, but it's been funny because it, it's been like it, it's, it's been a lot, it's a lot of, of weird things, and then I'm there's so, one that I'm always so in my head too. So I always yeah. am just like, 
I don't even know if we if we recorded at the at the same time that day. I know Sydney Washington was there Love when her. yeah, um, she was there while I was there shooting. But I don't think I saw you at the shoot. But then the video came out, and you're like, was in it half the one? Of it. Was it the ones where it was like we're the picking le- up women? We're better at picking up. Oh women yeah, or something? that one made me very uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable because it was like implying lesbians aren't women, and it's like lesbians aren't better at picking up women mm-hmm. necessarily. It, it seemed was, a little anti. Man, it felt very weird, which I expressed on set. And yeah. someone went, Emma, the writer is right behind you. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> and I still agreed to do it. But when I read yeah. it, I was like, this doesn't quite sit right. I was very but. confused when they um, when they sent me the thing and uh, the prompts to write jokes for right. and stuff. I'm like, better at picking up women than who? And like, are we better at picking up other lesbian women than men are straight women. Like I don't right. get what point they're trying like to make the term with this. Picking up very yeah, much. I agree. It invokes yeah. like the pickup artist thing, which is so gross. Totally. Yeah. So. And also, it's kind of like tr- tricking a little yeah. bit. Like it, yeah, predatory. Yeah. It's not giving the women that you're picking up agency. It's also right. yeah. It's also I always get so hyper conscious of uh, not seeming threatening, and I do that yeah. because you know it's a very it's such a racist class, a sex homophobic environment. It's so so much toxicity that. I'll always be like trying to figure out ways to like. I feel like once you like make it or pop off, then you can like once then you can fucking like blow the roof open with all mm-hmm. of your thoughts on stuff. And I could be totally wrong about this, but I'll, like with stuff where it's like seems like in any way that would like emasculate someone or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. I try to be very careful with that. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know if it was from doing schools in the South or what. It just made me so nervous to not want to to just make them more comfortable. So. Pick, saying better at picking up women, that would be like code red, like mayday, 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 yeah. you know? <laughs> Plus it doesn't, I don't know. I mean, do, how do you guys pick up women? Oh, I don't. I'm, I've had a girlfriend for two years. Good for you. Yeah, but. I'm very bad at it. I me mean, too, I, I'm really married, hard. but I'm very bad. Oh, that's very great. Bad. Congrats. So you yeah, shouldn't, thanks. so that, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't need Probably this. for the best then. <laughs> uh, I remember. You didn't you, used to have pink hair. Yes. And I, you were talking about being married. I didn't have pink hair. Yeah. I remember. Um, yeah. Now it clicked. I love and you had that. long hair. I had long hair. There we go. Yeah. I love that. I like- Did you used to be an engineer? The, my ex-wife was. Boom. <laughs> it was a different wife that Boom. she was talking about at that time. I fucking but- <laughs> remember that. And you said something about strap-ons maybe? Uh, yeah. Well, the, I don't think that was the Elite Daily video. But no, the, it wasn't. But, this but is at the open mic. These are jokes uh, yep. from my set. Yep. Yeah. At the open mic. I remember. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've drank a lot. I've done a lot of things hair. since then. Yeah, uh-huh. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I remember because there's so few women that you see at things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom! I love that. There I love this go. moment. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. I thought there would be like no chance that, that you would know my material because another time you were hosting at Gotham and I had um, like won a spot there through a comedy contest or something. I don't know. Was it and one of Andy Engels? Yeah, yeah I used yeah. to intern for him years oh. ago. Years ago. It, it was a night, and and I know that uh, this kind of was happening a lot at one time, but where Jerry Seinfeld just showed yeah, up. Yeah, he drops into this club Gotham a lot. Yeah. Um, and he's so good I got friends bumped. with the owner, Chris. Yeah. Ah. But I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I got bumped by Jerry Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. But I remember you were hosting, and, and you were like, oh, my God, you know, sometimes we have people drop by, and I'm like, I swear to God, if it's um, – like Judah Freelander or something oh, that I'm getting yeah. bumped for. I'm going to be so annoyed. Shout out to Judah though. What a great guy. Oh, yeah. Great guy. I, I love Judah. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, he doesn't need to be bumping right. people at Gotham. But then it was like Jerry Seinfeld. I'm like, all right, this is like, yeah, yeah legit that's one. Pretty cool that I got to just watch like 25 minute. Ashley Gavin was there that night. Nice. Too. Um, 
I remember I have a I had a funny moment with Judah where we were uh, I was we were in a stairway and this and it was at a show we could hear the comic on and he was kind of zoned out and the woman said something actually like kind of like homophobic like she was like all lesbians it was a straight woman she was like all lesbians every she said every person has been molested by a lesbian at one point she said that and I remember being like what? whoa. That's- and so I yeah. looked over to Judah to commiserate, to be like, damn. And I said, um, I went, oh. And he went, true, true. And I went, true. <laughs> what? And he goes, wait, what? And I was like, did you hear what you just said? And he was like, no, no, why? Did I just say something true to something oh bad? God. And I was like, she just said all lesbians. And then he was like, you're kidding. I was like, no. And it was like perfect that timing. That moment is oh my so God. on brand for him. And I can oh tell that he that. was a little zoned out, but it was like, Perfect. He literally just went true, true, yeah. true, and I was like, That's so funny. "Huh?" I love yeah. that. I love that honesty of him being like, "No, I actually I, what?" Because I looked that? at him weird yeah. and went, "Oh," and he goes, "Wait, what did I just true to?" And I go, "She just said that all le- everyone's been molested by a lesbian at some point." And he went, "No, no, 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 no." Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's but a, I do remember uh, that. I that's remember a, that. That's a pretty shitty thing for a straight woman to say. Yeah. I know. And that's I want like, to come on. Don't flatter. First of all, don't put that on any good group people. Don't flatter. Yeah. You yeah. I never, I don't always use the term lesbian. I usually say gay. That's, but whatever works. Yeah. You know. I mean, I never. I, say, I sort of interchange. I don't know. Yeah. I, I say gay just because it's, it's just, it's like one syllable. It's like. Yeah, Boom. totally. Gay. I totally. go over. I go mm-hmm. back and forth, but I never used the word dyke to identify myself or like I n- never called myself a dyke before this podcast. Yeah, no, I never really did either. I was actually yeah. a little bit uncomfortable with the word when we started this podcast. Which is actually yeah. a good reason to do it, kind of reclaim it. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's kind of how I feel about it. Was it was like the only name that I came up with for this podcast. So when I was like, Sarah, I want to do this podcast. I have an idea for a name. Yeah. It's diking out. And we're like, we like right. never even brainstormed yeah, any we other didn't names either. <laughs> go but I wonder that. how, uh, like I have a lot of straight female friends or just straight friends in general that listen to this. And I wonder if they're comfortable saying diking out. I bet they out. are. I bet they are probably. Yeah, yeah. Like I hope they are. I hope they are promoting this podcast. To their yeah. Friends, right. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a word that I, that I, it's aggressive. It's an it's aggressive, aggressive word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, can be used as a slur and so like when you take it back people when i say the name of my podcast to people they're like oh, like it, it there's a yeah. three it second fun, where it's, though, when you go diking yeah. out it's it not like fun. the dikes or yeah dikes coming at you or <laughs> yeah. something diking yeah. out well and and then i feel like gay men like it it doesn't work with you can't be like faggy times yeah, right? yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I, say, I used for a while ago i had been saying faggy or saying Say I wouldn't say faggot, but I'd say faggy. I like that word. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I wonder. I think someone could do a faggy time. I yeah. It's a little more. It's a hard, yeah, that's a, that word is a little more like the. I think the historical context yes. of like crimes being committed against people yes. while using that word. Is I th- probably, yeah, I think it's still used like very much as like a hateful word. Yeah. Um, by too many people. Yeah. Whereas like dykes, it's like okay, maybe you were under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. A bit. <laughs> um. The last weird connection that I'm going to bring up. Let's hear it. Well, she the other ones aren't weird. Three people behind you in line no. at CVS. No. <laughs> this one. So I was. Also, uh, I'm very impressed you've been able to get married two times. I know. That's it's only been legal awesome. for five minutes. And then I. Yeah. I want to get. I would like to get married at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend it. I did it twice. It's really yeah. hard, though. I mean, you got to find another person. Well, they have to agree to it. You know what? That's the fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I thought I was never going to get married again, and... That's what you have to say to attract the wife, too. You don't have to... It can't be like, I'm looking for... You know, you got to be like, oh, it's just if the right person comes along. A year after getting divorced, I got married again. 
we were very much in love and talking about our future and everything as lesbians do on their third date. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't, I haven't been doing that though. Yeah. No, but I, the last two people, the last person I was with was um, not gay. Yeah. And I'm not attracted to straight women at all, but this was tricky. And then she worked in the business. So it was like a secret relationship. It was very tricky. And then I was with someone before that, or I was with a couple people before that, but then the person I was with a love, my love, was really in love for like two years with this great woman who was bi too, but she she wanted to have a baby like fucking yesterday. But I loved her. I loved listen. Mm-hmm. I loved her personality. I loved all this stuff. Yeah. But before her, I've been all these like very sexual relationships, and then me and her didn't really connect sexually. Mm-hmm. And then, but that was okay. It made me see, you know, sex isn't the most important thing. I want to enjoy talking to someone. I want to believe in them. I want to mm-hmm. believe in their story. Yeah. You know. So the the one thing it does involve um, one of your ex girlfriends. So I was getting mm-hmm. headshots taken. <laughs> it not that bad, but but I am kind of curious. Um, I was getting headshots taken by Phil Provencio, mm-hmm. and I had his website up, and he took your headshots because mm-hmm. you're on the website, and my coworker who sat next to me goes, I know her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, th- have you seen her do comedy? She goes, no, I was at a wedding with her in Puerto Rico last weekend. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, so that girlfriend that I was with in Puerto Rico, that was my love. Oh. I loved Daniela. That girl okay. that I was with in Puerto Rico loved Daniela. And we just saw each other for the first time in a year and a half, two weeks ago, because the girlfriend I had after Daniela was like, you and Daniela can't be friends, which was awful. Because Daniela and I had a gr- I just love and respect and believe in and care for Daniela. And I'm so happy for her. She's got a baby and a penis boyfriend and <laughs> bah, bah, bah. I ah. love Daniela. Now, that wedding was a little awkward. Because uh, I had um, sex text cheated with my ex who was a stripper, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. We, you know, it's not fine. It's not fine. It is not <laughs> fine. But Danielle and I had been on the outs. Yeah. And we didn't, you know, there was some, we didn't, I, want, I really wanted us to go see a sex therapist. Like, I really wanted to, like, work on that stuff. But, it's, you know, it's just a combination of the two people. We didn't, some things weren't necessarily matching up. But, man, and I didn't handle it right. Neither of us did. But we had already had tickets to go to this wedding. Yeah. And... We were like, look, let's be friends. Let's go to the wedding. But it was too soon because we there was so much tension between us at the wedding. Because like, so she my was friend at me, mentioned, and I was the only Andro looking one. So it's like I'm the only, I'm Andro gay at this wedding in fucking Puerto Rico where they're already like, and there are a lot of them where I think we're like Catholic. So then it's like I'm just mm-hmm. like a m- monster. So <laughs> well, no, so so my what friend- you hear? <laughs> I wanted to get it all out. Before. My friend was like, I met I met Emma and her girlfriend, and Emma seems super cool. Her girlfriend seems like, I don't know, she just seemed like really like angry and like kind of um, like very, yeah, controlling kind of and that she'd be really hard. She's like, I just don't think they're they're right for each other, but but I don't know. But but that was her sense on it. But she was saying that you were really cool, but like she seemed like like something was going on, but she didn't know exactly what. So now knowing this backstory, we were breaking this kind of makes so. sense. But like from listening to your <laughs> to your podcast and hearing about your exes, I'm like, I wonder which ex this was that my friend Anne saw because mm-hmm. like she saw the one she saw the one the a love one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's that one's a gr- such a good person. So, so you talk but. about the um, sexual relationship. That's a good way to get into our topic. Yes. Like sex. Um, and sometimes, and also, I get along well with people that have OCD. That doesn't bother me. So someone else might read that as, "Oh, that person seems hard to be with." Um, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, sex stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I just started having sex again recently. Actually, great. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I was always like, 
It, it's, it was really interesting because I've been I've been having sex for like a while where I was like, okay, I want to be like always like thought of as a man when I have sex. I'd want girls to use male pronouns and like I would primarily like orchestrate it around like wearing like a strap on. Then I was with a bunch of people that were like pretty into like kink stuff, and then that fell off. And then I was like not very sexually active for a couple years, and then uh, and then I met this person online, and you know it's interesting. She's like super toppy, and I like have hmm. not been with someone like that for mm-hmm. a really long time, but it's been really fun. Yeah. Like, it's been, it's it's definitely been fun. Yeah. You need the person to be like, like, I, I remember we went to Kiss, mm-hmm. and she's a lot taller than me. She just like whipped me around and like put, my back was against this fence. And I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like kind of like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, no, no, I, no. <laughs> but I was like, just shut up, Emma. Just go with it. Because in her brain, it was like so like, yeah, this is how this happens. Yeah. But in my brain, I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. But it was, it was really fun. And then I went and visited her and it was cool. The only problem is she's 23. Mm. I'm 32. Ah. I, I feel very uncomfortable about that age. I think if someone's over 26 – Whatever. There could be a 30-year age difference. I'm so cool. cool. But yeah. there's something to me I don't know. Do you guys think it's irresponsible? I, I'm i 32, and I, if I were single, I, I wouldn't even really I, – I would have a hard time. Her age was older on really online dating. Time. She'd put 26 because really? I would okay. not – I put 26 as my 26 lowest. 26 is – exactly. 26 that is, is fine. That's the, that's the floor, though. Yeah. Like, there's just a – there's something about – I don't know. I can't describe it, but, but I know what you mean. Like – when I was 28, 29, I was hooking up with someone who was like 22, and I felt mm. kind of a little weird about that. Were they still in college? I feel like once they're out no, of college, it just stops being co- weird, but it's, it's just still like... School, but, even but, just out of school, because they don't yeah. still... Weird. They're not it's, the same like mental... Yeah, and they don't it's a very realize time. Yeah. how yeah. young they are. Like, right. They think they're older, and that's because the For young sure. one always says, oh, age doesn't matter, and you're right. like... And I'm like, mm, you're going to say that. So it's on us. Yeah. Yeah. To be like it. Does. Like we can't. Like I'm not even a trap. I don't know. I couldn't imagine She's, myself. Being... This girl's so mature and looks yeah. older too. Yeah. Because um, I had gone on a couple dates with a 23 year old before who I liked, but I was like, I can't. This just feels too weird. Yeah. And then this one. But, but then it's like, even no matter how like advanced you are and like, she's like extremely educated and super smart, all that. I'm like, but you're – and she, uh, she dated yeah. someone when she was 16 who was 29. And oh, I that's said, fucking – I said, that's a child molester. That's weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really bizarre. No, I feel I like any, any time that somebody who's in high school dates someone out of high school, I'm like, it's wrong. Shut it down. I don't yeah. care if it's like 17 and 19. There's something yeah. weird about that 19-year-old that they're dipping into high schools yeah. to find mm-hmm. people because the, the space you're in when you're in high school – is so different than like yeah, even a week different. into college, right? Would you yeah. agree, intern Karina? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old are you, intern Karina? 18. 18. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Some fucking, you know, 30 year old might seem like a great idea. It's a bad idea, though. It's a bad idea because it's like no matter how cool they are, once you're that age, you're like, what the fuck was wrong with you? Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, there are those lesbians who date women who are like 15, 20 years older, and that's kind of like I their thing, once, but I always think there's Once a, you're over 26. You're, yeah. Like, if you're 35 and you're dating a 50-year-old, I don't think that's... I yeah. mean, 
whatever. Do you sure? Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Like no, the, I'm talking like when I was in my early 20s, I knew other lesbians in my early oh. 20s who were dating 40-year-old women. Right. And were like yeah. marrying 40-year-old women. Ooh. And I was like, what are these 40-year-old women thinking being with someone? No, are they happily married now? No. Oh. No. They're all divorced. So yeah, none of it worked out. I know someone who started dating none someone when she was 23 and, and her now ex was 46. Twice <gasps> twice her fucking age. Which is yeah. actually more of an age gap than me and my, my mother. My mother and I are 21 years apart. Right. So like, I can't even imagine. It's, it's weird. So, 43 but then they and what was 46 it? 46 and 23 when they started. And then together for a while, a long time and are broken up now. But like. That always struck me as like uh, not she, so much from my friend, but like the the woman that sure. she was with. I'm just like, what are you? What Does are you she thinking? feel animosity towards her now? No, I think they're very no. good friends. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gleaned that from like my old social media's curiosity stalking, right? But, <laughs> um, but she's appears to be with someone now who's in her age group, and I'm very happy for her. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I always felt like that was kind of like I I I never met her ex, but I. Always in my head, I was like, I don't. That's weird. When you're 46 years old, like, there's just no. Yeah. I wouldn't have a connection with a 23-year-old, and I'm only 32, so. Right. And I also think you can't talk to them about it, because I tried to yeah. talk to her about it, and that's not fair of me, because I was like, I, I was like, you know, this, the, she, she said, she was like, of all the people I've been with, like, you definitely have made the biggest deal about the age. And I was like, I, they should. Like, yeah. Because when she was 20, she was, she was uh, dating someone, I think, who was like, Twenty. She was dating someone who was thirty-two, and it was a couple. Uh-huh. She was hooking up with the guy, and they were in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's wife came and like approached her at a party. And I go, I was like, yeah, but see, they're thirty-two. So if I was if I was them, and then no matter what they've got going on, they need to deal with it and not try to bring a twenty-year-old into this. Like, yeah. yeah. If I was with someone, they're like, I'm cheating with you, on you with a twenty-year-old. I'd be like, oh, I'm talking to you. I'm not going to go engage a twenty-year-old right. into oh, our stuff. That's it's too. It's yeah. too. It's not. Doesn't seem right. So when we were talking about it, she was like, "Well, you should figure out what your comfort level is here with the age thing." And then also, she's got a twin, and she was talking about how her, her brothers met this like great girl, and she was like, "Even if I met the f- perfect person right now, I'd say we should go date a bunch mm-hmm. because we should. Why settle down now?" And I was like, "True, because I'm not. I, I am looking for a relationship at some point. Right. Yeah. right. I'm not into this fun. You know, people. Yeah. Go, oh, don't you want to date and have fun? I don't have fuck." Fun. Dating's not fun. Get the fuck out Dating's of here. Dating's fucking stressful. Yeah. What, what are your There's thoughts nothing on, fun about it. There's no fun. What are your thoughts on casual sex? Oh, I've had a lot of it. It's fine. But for, for me, I... I haven't had much of it, and I never really like it. I would... I had my share. See, that's... I just... Especially now, it's like... I don't... It's, this is going to sound so weird. I don't usually like talking to people a bunch, because it's like... Right. We talk to people all the time, and then I don't like yeah. talking about what I'm up to, because I don't want someone to like poke holes and either someone's going to think that yeah. the big, oh yeah, show business seems really cool. And it's like, no, it's not. It's actually just like a ton of hard work and you're like running around all the time. It's not very glamorous. Or they're going to be like, that's crazy. How are you going to make that work? And I'll be like, well, you don't understand. Yeah. So there's like no yeah. way to win <laughs> right. in the conversation yeah. around entertainment, I feel. At least I'm picturing that. So then I just am like, I don't even want to begin to talk about it. Would and you I, rather yeah. date someone or have you, I guess, dated people in the in the business in the past, or do you deliberately not date someone in in this in this industry? I always had not, and I loved it. Like uh-huh. with the ex we mentioned, she worked, or I won't say what, uh, I dated someone who worked at, um, like I've dated someone in uh, finance before, and uh-huh. I love that. 
it's just if the person's into what they're doing, mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm. yeah. I'm like, let me hear about it. Like, there was this guy whose wife kept putting him on a low carb diet, uh-huh. and she'd be like, you don't want to hear about this. I'm like, but I do. I was like, so yeah. what's going on with da da da? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is he sneaking food? Like, what's up? Because <laughs> it's just something not in my world. I'm like, I don't need any more. Let, yeah, give you know, me some other information about other people and what's yeah. going on with them. Right. And yeah. then the, my most recent person was in the business, and it was really hard. Yeah. Because they did the casting. Uh-huh. And uh you want it you need to you want to support your person and like want to like hear what they're talking about and like they deserve that. But with her it would be stressful cuz she'd be like, "Oh, I'm casting this thing." You know who's da da da's agent? I gotta talk to da da. I'm like, wait, did I get submitted for that? And she's yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, why wasn't I? So I'm not being supportive. I'm. It was like very triggering. Or it'd be yeah. like, yeah, eight a.m. Like who, who's da da da's agent over at CAA, which is a town agency? And I'd be like, I think it's blah blah blah. And then I'd be like, I can't wake up at seven a.m. talking about talent agents. Yeah, I'm already yeah. talking about that too much. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'd like. To date someone not in the business. Yeah. Or like business adjacent. Yeah. Would be cool. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who would want to put up with the schedule and the hours and stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, doing comedy is part of the reason why my first marriage fell apart. Really? Yeah. That my wife hated that I did comedy. And to be fair, when when we got married, I was entering a PhD program and she thought I was going to be this academic professor, like, um, with a and with a stable a job and switch. income, mm-hmm. and then we it's moved to tough. New York, and I'm like, no, I've always wanted to do comedy. I don't know why I didn't let myself do it before, but this is what I should be doing. And she hated every second of it, yeah. and, I, and I always felt like she was just waiting for me to quit. And I'm like, I'm not quitting. This yeah. this brings me joy, even if it doesn't lead to anything. Like this makes me happy going up right. on stage and telling jokes. So I'm going to keep doing it and. Um, that yeah, that was part of I get um, it. Like not having that that support. So yeah, it, it's hard to find somebody. And to be fair to her, it's like yeah, yeah. it is really, especially if she, because almost all my friends I knew before I got into comedy, because it was like then I could like really be there more as a friend. And, oh yeah, I'm a terrible friend now. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> like, so, so if she was expecting that, because it's also like relationships are also like okay, what's the logistics of our lifestyles here? Yeah. So it's like like I remember with that the beloved ex one like. She grew up with a lot of chaos, and she was like, you know, I really like to have this, like, set type of schedule. And I was yeah. like, I'll do every, I'll always make sure that two nights a week we're having dinner or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's tough. Or then, like, you know, you even in a lot, and it happens in a lot of curses, but, like, something could go through and then it doesn't. Yeah. But so then to someone who's got a very, like, more, like, mathematical mind, and they're like, what happened to this thing? Like, ah, nothing, didn't work out. Like, it's just always a lot of, it's chaotic. Yeah. Basically. But so. but then that lifestyle in terms of um, dating and sex, like so so I got married a second time. Uh, <laughs> like also, I need something stable. Like if if yeah. I if, if I were being this comic doing mics and shows and and everything mm-hmm. to add dating? dating to the equation and no. like courting and courting like, <laughs> courting courting, courting ladies. Yeah, you can't court. God. You can't yeah. court. I'm putting on it's a show so all the time right stressful. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it feels like you're putting on a show. Can't put on a show. I yeah. used to love putting on a show with dating. I used to love. Yeah, I don't think I could do it now though. Can't I was do in it. A, when I was casually dating when I kind of when I first moved here. It was very casual, but it was very like I got really into the online dating thing because I didn't fucking know anybody what here. What like, did you use? I I str- I only used OkCupid at this okay, time. This is like great. 2000. 
2013, 14. Yeah, I'm still friends with a couple people, couple that I met on there. Um, but have you, have you seen the lesbian OK Cupid ad? Very quick. No. no. Yes. Okay. Is it two Subarus passing in the night? <laughs> <laughs> because it should be. Yeah. No, it's actually. I've seen a new ad campaign like on the trains. It's a four-armed lesbian. So I, oh. I I think it was like a mistake, but it, it's these ads that are like like DTF. Yeah, the DTF but like and the, the F says something. Yeah, the F is something like else. Something like, like down for down to foot the bill, foot the down bill, to whatever. Make out. Yeah. Down, down to fall in love or whatever. And mm-hmm. then it's this one woman like carrying another woman, but then there's this like another another set of, set hands? of hands that are. And you think it was an accident? Oh, we were just pulling it up. You know, Whoa. none of the other ones that have extra weird. arms. So that's bizarre. It's actually a little offensive because it's like, oh, they think the woman couldn't carry the other woman, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not strong enough to do that. Yeah, Get she needed extra arms yeah. to do it. <laughs> but anyway, at least yeah. they're trying. Okay, Cupid, embracing the lesbians. Oh man, continue, yeah. Continue. I just I was on a fucking tear for like a year, <laughs> going on dates constantly, and it was so like I was real were you good looking at for it. love. No, uh, casual no. sex. I mean, I was open for it, but not like. Not, it was fine. I didn't meet anyone that I could even for a moment think about. And you'd still want to have sex with them even if you... Yeah. Yeah. Because it was more about like, um, for me it was almost more about like, I, I enjoyed like the, I enjoyed first dates quite a bit. Yeah. Second dates were fine, never went on thirds. And would the girls get mad? No. They were just like, I think they just... We're in it to have fun too, and it was it was fun because I, I got to like, especially people who aren't involved in comedy at all. Like you know when like everything you say is like hilarious sure. to them, and the bar is a little lower because they totally. they don't hang out with other comedy oh, people. See, and I hate that one because I'm like, look, the, the fun, a lot of the funniest people I know aren't. People are funny. Like if my yeah. fam, friends from school, people funny, funny, funny. It's just that comedians happen to study the funny and try to yeah. harness it, and so by default of that, maybe they were people that. Did had a natural affinity towards humor, but doesn't matter. Very likely, maybe even not. They just yeah. studied the craft of it. it. It's not so. It's like like my old roommate is hilarious, and she did imp- like she's so funny. It's not. But then when people expect someone to be funny, then it is not good. Or then yeah. like, even if you are yeah. funny, they're like, well, or they're trying to outdo each other, and it's like yeah. I'm trying to riff, and it's it, it's just doesn't. no need. I could no never need. imagine dating somebody. Yeah, I don't know. But it was it was. Uh, Oh, it was fun. I and but I did I did enjoy that process at that time in my life. But I I think now if I were to become single overnight or something, that I would have a harder time having the fucking energy to. Yeah, and you're a little more jaded because it's like, yeah. okay, cool. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna have fun for three months. Then you're gonna be. Then this is gonna fucking happen. And then you got a whole yeah yeah and like the whole like waiting for someone to text you back thing. It's just yeah. like it, it exhausts me to even think about it. I don't think that that's, it's not bad. It's just right. like, it's, I don't think at this point in my life compared to five years ago, I well, could have Well, I had been thinking of getting a sex robot. Yeah. Not even to have sex with, but just for positive affirmations, right, just right. to have in the apartment. <laughs> and then like once a week it would go, Emma, you're doing a good job. And I'd go, thank you. Do you need, yeah. you know, are you still a robot or whatever? Yeah, do you need and then, anything? And it's like, again, no. Good. And just have it on the couch and yeah. just kind of. I didn't just, think there were uh, a market for, <laughs> for sex robots for women, but. Yeah. They're yeah, mostly co- they haven't developed the AI to have like good enough conversations yet. So yeah, I would just need a, a good positive affirmation every yeah, now and then, yeah. and not You're nagging doing great. at me. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of lesbian sex is just checking in with each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, is this good? Yeah. Is this good? Are you okay with this? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. 
That's great. A lot but of communicating. We'll yeah. But um, so on first dates, do you have sex? I did. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Good for Almost you. every time, actually. Now that I think of it. Uh, yeah. Pretty much every time. For for about a year. Um, five, somewhat frequently. And, and then, then you get be, it down pat. And then, yeah. Because I know would become people. like kind of recurring partners. Right. Yeah. But I never. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't do much overlapping. I felt like that was weird. It's yeah. when you, new, I didn't some, do that a lot. a lot with the, I always was like, I like the way to have sex. Like, could just oh, energy. Yeah. But um, I was with a couple people that like clearly were very adept at like sex the first time you meet yeah. them. And they definitely had like their thing down. Like it was yeah. like, it was interesting. It had, I've only been with a couple people like that. And each one of them, we ended up dating. For me, it was So mostly, I've never had a one night stand. Oh, oh, I've had, God, I've had a lot of them. All of them have turned of, into relationships. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's uh, not good most either. Most of the one night things were with straight women that was like the bulk of um, my yeah my girlfriend's I, straight so like we like we i mean she had a boyfriend when i met her and then um, and she still identifies as straight now I, not so much now she she doesn't quite identify as gay or queer or anything she's, she's just really sort of, into you yeah yeah I've that's had kind of those. how she yeah so um but yeah like most of the most the women who were most uh, like sexually aggressive on a first date or like oh, the night we women. met straight women oh hands down yeah 100% because it's kind of like the the strippers that get nervous when lesbians are around it's kind of mm-hmm. like they're the the nerves maybe aren't in it so much right, so it's kind of yeah. like you can be so confident like if yeah one of us were want to like like if I were to ever want to have sex with a guy it would have to be like a super faggy little twinkie guy and I'd have to fuck him with yeah, a strap yeah, on or something exactly. yeah. but I'd feel very aggressive going up yeah. to him and being like so what's up? Like, do yeah. you get a bend over and a skirt or something? Yeah. I don't know what I would do to equalize the feminine <laughs> right, energy right. of it, but yeah, I feel it was very usually, aggressive. And as like androgynous women, I think we probably attract. I mean, I I just happen I happen to m- attract mostly straight women. I haven't yeah. really been with many of them because I don't I don't like that. It all makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, like, me too. I've it, stayed away from me. straight women. Um, though, I thought it didn't, but it does. I just feel such a different. It's fun. It, yeah. it is fun, but then I do feel. A difference in it. Yeah. Yeah. There there was a difference in like like if it would become like a, a recurring hookup, it started to get right. kind of boring for me because I was like, she doesn't know what the fuck to do with me. So right. I'm you know, I can I can that was those are women that are just like the pillow princess, sure. like permanent bottom situation. Yeah. That is fucking boring after a little while, which is right. why it never lasted very long. Yeah. Um but yeah, like, you know, it, there has to be reciprocity in order for me in order for it to be fun. Of course, and that's you know that's what I have. And now. in it's lots great. of areas too. It's like yeah. you want it to be like a mutual. You know, it's got to make your life easier in some capacity. Yeah, and not be just stressful. Yeah, and know? sometimes women really wanted to be like they wanted they wanted that courtship aspect of it to be like they wanted. I don't know. Like they wanted me to be masculine in the in that way of like taking them out and going out on dates and I've things done, like that. I used to do that, and that's so fucking much. exhausting too. It's exhausting. I didn't being like the man that. one like that. I've done that so. I used to really feed into it, and yeah. now it was always with straight women that wanted that kind of thing. I had that with more like queer ones too. Yeah. But yep, just tons of that. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't like me. You just like the fact that I'm going out to dinner with you all the time and like Ubering you around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, of course you fucking yeah. like me. Yeah. I would like me too. Of course. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just masculine enough that you're into it, but not so much that you're threatened. And right. that's like, that I think was the attraction like sexually in a lot of ways with some of the straight women that I've hooked up with is like, it was fun and exciting for them. And like, there was nothing, they didn't feel like they had to really do much sure which 
was fine, I guess, at the time. But I think now I would well, find that a little Well, it's more programmed in their brain, like maybe what they're more used yeah, to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. I think that I had um, like this like string of women that I think because it's like it's still a woman, but it's more masculine. But they would want like they would seem to like jump to like super kinky stuff, and I was like, yeah. I wonder why that is. You know, they would like you know more like rape fantasies that they mm-hmm. were having, and then I was talking mm-hmm. to someone about it, and they're like, maybe they feel more comfortable with that because if they were because of the power dynamic with you is different from if they like just met a guy and they're like, I want you, I have this rape fantasy, like rape me or whatever. Yeah. But then if it's me, it's not – it's a different yeah. power dynamic. But that's fucking tiring too. Yeah, that's really tiring. And that's <sighs> – Would you say that you've um, like over time become more open to that stuff or have you always been down for like, yeah, let's get kinky, let's I've always been pretty down but it's definitely been a big arc. Yeah. Because it was like – like I've always – I remember being little and like when – like first like looking at porn and I used to go on AOL chat mm-hmm. and say I was a guy and have girlfriends and then I would mm-hmm. go on gay.com and mm-hmm. I was always really into that stuff and then I think right out of college 
that I was with my first person that was like a little bit more sexually adventurous. Like I remember she was like a little bit into like anal stuff and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it wasn't until I think it was like maybe more around like 25, 26, I started being with people that were like much kinkier. And Mm -hmm. then it was like, no, maybe that was more like 24. Then it was like three or four years of everybody was super fucking kinky. Like, like, like dirty, like incest role play, like, Daddy, daughter, yeah. mommy, stepson, smacked, spin on, all the stu- hypersexual relationships. And each step of the way, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I yeah. thought that was just what everyone wanted. And then there was a very distinct point where I started being, it was like everybody was into that. So I just was like, oh, like, boom, this is how this is. And then I was with this, I went on a date with this person. And I remember like going in to kiss her and I like kind of put my hands on her. Uh, collarbone, like, to symbolize, like, you know, like, I'll also choke you. But this is, like, the first fucking kiss. Mm-hmm. And she was like, whoa, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then I was like, I had was just so used to sending the signals of, like, I'm down, like, yeah. you know. And then it started to not be kinky. And then that was also fine, too, because I realized what turns me on is desire. Right. So I was, yes. with, so in between all of, in between the more kinky people and in between some people I didn't have a good sexual relationship with, it, there was like two years, a year and a half, where I was like, "Oh, I, I just am, just sex is not like my thing right now." Mm-hmm. And then I met this person, and she wasn't kinky, but she was super sexual, and she was so full of desire, and I fucking loved it. And I was like, "That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want someone that's just into it and wants to get fucked and wants to mm-hmm. please you and blah blah yeah. blah. That's hot." So what I think would hot to me about more kinky stuff, it was just that. If someone's in the kink, it means they've got something they're into. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, if you do this to me, I'll go crazy. That's mm-hmm. hot. doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be getting, yeah. you know, but a, a desire is the hot thing. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. rather, yeah, desire. That's I, what's the hot thing. I had a, an ex where um, we were just um, in the mood for sex at completely different times and could That's never funny. get on the same schedule. Right. So then she would be like, oh, like, I'll go down on you right now. But I was like, but I feel like you don't want to be having sex and you're just doing this for me and yeah. I'm like not into it I'm like already into turned it. off exactly yeah I'm like I need to know that you like want me and yes. not that you're just like doing a like chore a, or something yeah. like don't that. do me any favors yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was like the I lesbian bed death of, yeah. of the relationship yep. let's ha- lesbian bed death oh man totally and I ha- yeah 100% yeah. or I felt that it's very sensitive to that with the person I was with most recently where they you know, they made a big deal about being, like, not very queer. Like, they're, mm-hmm. like, with the I just like you type thing. Yeah. Fine, but, like, then you need to re- – then don't – I don't want to feel like I'm, like, convincing you of something. Like, I don't want my body to be an obstacle. I want it to be an asset. Mm-hmm. So, like, then it, like, feels weird to – and I just felt like there was something, like, kind of like a block there. And then I was always, like, in my – it's like, yeah, you don't want the person doing you any favors. You want them yeah. to be, like, yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. That's the hottest thing. yeah. And that's this person I was with most recently is fucking gay. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was like, whoa! And <laughs> yeah. it was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun, that moment where you're like, oh, this is someone that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, like, This isn't a straight girl who just wants me to fuck her. And, because, and this is because they would tell me this, but the men that they were dating at the time just weren't, weren't quite doing it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't want to do certain things. They didn't want to go down on her. They didn't want to. And that was like a big reason that a lot of, Funny that then they're asking you to do that, but then in their brain they're not probably also then doing that for you. Oh yeah, no, right. No, but I didn't <laughs> right. want them to. That was right, the thing. of course like, you don't want them like, to. Don't like, no, 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 no. You don't know what you're exactly. doing. Exactly. Like, yeah. totally. <laughs> totally. I would rather this just be like 
what it is. Totally. And I was yeah. having fun, and it was fine. And it is fun. And then you re- retain all the power in it yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good time. Um, but yeah, lesbian bed death is a, a thing, thing that I, it's a, defi- it's a definite thing. That is, uh, but if it's like you're turned on at two different times, I mean, because it's also, I think sex is indicative of like other parts of the relationship. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, have you been with someone a long time? Okay, you're like, you get tired more. Say you live together, you're married. You're like, okay, we don't need to prioritize this now. We're going to be together forever. Yeah. Those are still different than if you're just not connected sexually. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there are a lot of a reasons difference. that, um, I mean, that like in a past relationship of mine where I thought, oh, it's just lesbian bed death and, and mm-hmm. that's what's happening. But really, I didn't realize that um, I was kind of resentful of the mm. person I was with because they weren't supportive of me um, emotionally or financially that mm-hmm. we were in a relationship and I was the, yeah. the breadwinner and stuff. And totally. Then, and then I felt like, oh, and now you think you get sex? Mm-hmm. And, 100%. And, and, and at the time, I didn't realize that that's what it was. Right. And, it t- and, you know, we'd have these conversations about how we're not having sex. And I'm like, well, no, no, I'm still attracted to you. I'm very much attracted to you. But then I could never think of what it was. And I was like, oh, maybe this is this whole lesbian bed death thing. But I was like, oh, no, it's really like a pro- a fundamental problem in the relationship mm-hmm. where I resent you. Yeah. Because um, that makes them then like this ex of mine lied a couple times. And the first time I've never been with someone that's like lied just like that. Where it's just like just like a lie. And then I, ca- I, I caught her in it. And I was like, hey, you lied. And she was like, no, I didn't. And she stuck to not lying so hard. And I was like. Look, I would believe you right now. Like I would I am I would believe you if I didn't know that you had lied. Like if if you mm-hmm. if I didn't know this, good you just put on a great show. Was it about her family being the founders of Poland Spring? No. <laughs> no, that was that, that's a common lie that yeah, lesbians these lesbians like saying that. I believed lesbians. her at the time. <laughs> that the last I, name was Poland. That I would have forgiven because I would have been like, I can get that. And it wasn't like like she lied about there's a bunch of things, but this one lie she told a couple times where I was like, look, you've got this friend who I'm fine if we're in the closet, but if, if it's a friend of yours who's not in the business and I'm spending time with them, I want them to know because I don't want to lie to them. Mm-hmm. So she goes, okay, I told her and she's so supportive of us and she's into it. Me and this friend of hers hung out over like six months and I'm assuming the friend knows. The three of us went to like dinners together. I have like t- Then I mentioned to the friend one night, I go, I think I'm going to write about being in a secret relationship. She goes, oh, you're in a secret relationship with who? I go, no, not everyone knows me and Bubble are together. She goes, what? You guys are together? And then she's like, that makes so much sense. I've been trying to set her up. She says no. And I go, you know, we live together. And she goes, yeah, I thought you guys were just friends, though. And I was like, wait. She's gone out of her way so many times to tell me how comforting it is for her to know that you know. And she was like, Emma, no. And then I confronted the girl about it, my girlfriend, and she was like, she's like, no, she's lying to you. And I'm like, no, she's not. Uh. And then because my girlfriend was in the business and her friend kind of was, too, I went to her friend. I go, I'm going to give you the out in case you need to work with her. I'm going to say that you told me that you got confused. And she goes, okay, thank you. And we did that. And then we got a message from my girlfriend being like, thank you for telling Emma that you said you got confused. And I was like, and then she did that fucking again. She was going out months later. She, cause she, she was like, look, if someone lies, but they can really explain where they're coming from. I'm too understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're like, look, like my fucking uncle did this and that. And then I'll be like, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but it's not good because then I was like, I get it, I get it, and then she, there was this guy friend of hers who I knew, and she's like, I told him, and he told me he's gay, and I was like, whoa, crazy. They were going to a thing together. I ran into him like two months later at a party, and he goes, Hey, have you seen blah blah recently? And I go, Yeah, you know we're together, right? And he goes, No, and I was like, 
but you were just at our apartment. And he's like, I thought it was just her apartment. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. And then I was, I've, that, it was so over in my mind then. Yeah. And then I go, she told me you're gay. And he goes, what? I go, yeah, she told me you're gay and that your boyfriend's on meth. And he goes like, <laughs> no. He goes, I, I'm not gay. He's like, I, I, I wish I was. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. Wow. But the problem is on me for that, that I shouldn't have. That's the more scary thing. Like, why did I even let it get there? But I didn't want to. Yeah. After that first lie, you're like, or if you were supporting someone financially and they weren't supportive of you, at least in some other way, it's yeah. like, yeah, why would you want to have sex with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not good for me. And it's not like some, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It's a sign from your body. Yeah. Or like another relationship I was in, like, we should have definitely broken up a while before and she had cheated on me in the past and then always manipulated How'd me into getting. How did you find out? Uh, she told me. Every time, yeah. Every time. It happened a few times. Oh, wow. That, that she cheated on me. But but the one time that she cheated on me with a dude was like the... Mm. And did you just really was, love her or why did you keep giving her chances? She was like my first like long, long-term relationship. Yeah. And I like... It, it was a very toxic relationship. And when things were good, things felt incredible. Mm-hmm. And like we could do anything together. And then when things were bad, it brought out the side of me that I didn't... I would just like Hulk outrage and... Um, make myself like physically ill from being so yeah. upset. And I just, you know, like most toxic things, they're kind of hard to, to quit. So hard. So I would, yeah. So, and that's like break pe- up with her multiple times, get back together. So hard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pe- glad I learned it from builds that. too. Yeah. It's not, to- it's not toxic right away. Yeah. It takes time. And that, yeah. I've got so much more compassion for that now after I've been in such a toxic one. Cause I'm like, no, it, and then you get used to the toxicity of it. Yeah. It's like I'm used to that stress in my life from the relationship. But yeah. that's exactly what a toxic one is, that high and that low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it definitely – well, we started off in a long-distance relationship, and then when we finally um, moved in together, which was like – I wanted mm. the relationship to, to end, and then um, she just moved down to Atlanta where I was living, and then it was kind of assumed that we were living together because why would she move down for us not to – Oh, lived man. together. So it was kind of like a weird situation where I was kind of hoping the relationship would end. And then she came to Atlanta <laughs> to be with me. And then. But you guys, you guys had like talked about that, right? We, yeah, we, we had she talked about it. She didn't just like pull it. a Felicity and like follow you to Atlanta. No, no. Here but I, I, I think part of me was just like in denial right. that like this, this is going to have to fizzle out at some point. All we do is fight. And when you're really unhappy, you're like, well, they must know that this isn't working. Because the to- my toxic ex, I'm like, ex, I'm like, why do you want to do this? Like, yeah. we don't get, a- we bicker all the time. We yeah. don't have sex. You can do better than this. If you're in a relationship, you feel like you need to lie about person to person. I don't think you sh- or should do that relationship unless yeah. you have yeah. to lie about it. Because if someone's, f- it's for religious reasons or work, sure, sure, sure. But like, it's like for yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like why would she? She must have probably moved down because she knew that it was ending and didn't. I think she felt like because we had never permanently lived in the same city together because this was during college so like during the summers mm. we'd live together and then like go off to college and whatever and um that she wanted to give it like maybe one final go but yeah when I broke up with her she was devastated and I'm like this could have been fun for you like we, we weren't mm-hmm. having right. sex it got to a point where I would almost like recoil <laughs> yeah. like yeah or I, I would pretend to be like sleeping in bed so it wouldn't even be a thing i'd be like oh i'm already asleep so like don't yeah. even try to have sex with me right she's like you just <laughs> said that out loud and you're like oops <laughs> <laughs> i'm asleep <laughs> okay yeah it, it, it was pretty bad but so with lesbian bed dev like i don't 
I guess, maybe, I, you know, I thought I've experienced it, but yeah. really it was like other problems in the relationship. Or so maybe everyone have. gets bed death and it's just that lesbians talk about things more. So we made a name exactly. for it. Probably. I, you know, I think everyone I think gets it. I think that's it. it. Everyone does. I know they yeah. do at some point or like heterosexual relationships absolutely experience yeah, that, especially after your kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, my sister and her husband, like they are, they have a newborn baby. Not, like I'm sure that they're, I mean, I guess it's weird for me to think of it in context of them, but like they're working all the time and they've got yeah. their kids. Like you're yeah. not sleeping Tired. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. But, but there have been studies done where in terms of like the pairings that have the most sex, it's like gay men, then heterosexual couples, and then lesbians really? have the least amount of sex. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like to think that it's because quality it's, over quantity, though. Hey. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> totally. Definitely. No, I yeah. think it's just the male sex drive is just Absolutely. you can't. That, to me, that makes right. perfect it's sense. It's hard to measure up. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Like, I, I feel like I have a, a low sex drive. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably medium now. I'd but, say I'm medium. And then I, but yeah. it used to be, but also now the priority on sex in a partner is not the, what it was. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I would have taken the relationship where we had less, where it wasn't hypersexual. I would take that over this like super insanely sexual relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I got more out of it in other ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that used to be like the main thing and we'd build around that. No. Now I would like someone that I feel comfortable with, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's where my standards are at right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I say I have, a, I have a low sex drive, but like every time I have sex, I'm like, this is great. I should right. be doing this more. Yeah. And it's just other anxieties. I, I think it's less to do with my sex drive and more to do with anxiety that I have with life is sure. like, but I have to wake up early tomorrow or like, oh, I, have totally. this, I have this I have to do, I have that I have to do. So I don't have time. But then like when I like make a point of making time for sex, I'm like, why don't I do this all the time? Yeah, yeah. totally. That's <laughs> because yeah, lesbian like sex is great. Practical person too. Yeah. Because if I have to, if I know if I'm like, oh, I, like now I'm always doing sleep math. Like I'm like, I got to get this yeah. amount of sleep. I'm going to be really tired tomorrow. And I got this. I'm going to be tired. So yeah. like then if someone's like trying to bring sex into that, you're like. Yeah. Uh, when we got to budget out here. Yeah. <laughs> I was very tired the first few months my wife and I were yeah. <laughs> dating. I was like, oh my God. How did my, you guys meet? I was, we were working together nice. actually. And we were both going through a divorce. Nice. So you could commiserate. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hadn't really talk to her because my my marriage was wasn't doing well and she was this beautiful lesbian I was like I don't need any complicating factors right and what I'm going through so I'm just like not even going to talk to this person other than like work-related projects that we have so she'd always be like oh I want to grab lunch I'd be like nope nope (laughs) eating at my desk and uh but, but then finally, we realized that that both of our marriages were were falling apart one day, and we're like, "Oh, we should get lunch." And then we were just talking about you know what was happening, what we were going through, and she was all like, "Oh, I can't wait to be single and to be like fucking around and stuff." And I was like, "This is my nightmare." Yeah, I, I wanted to be married. I don't want to be dating. Right. I can't even think about having to be naked and so- in totally. front of somebody else. This is like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. And we were just on like two completely different pages. And like um, one night, well, it was actually like Sarah's encouragement. And I was like, I think, I think this girl's kind of thirsty for me because mm. she's my coworker. She's coming to and all my she, shows. Mm. She was coming to a lot of my shows. And did she end up getting to date around or did she? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. She, she was just like coming to a lot of my shows. I'm like, 
I think she likes me, but I think she's also like very thirsty in general. So maybe right. that's it. Yeah. And this is like a bad idea. We work together, but then Sarah's just like, fuck it. Like, go for like, it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, not? of course. I'm going to go for it. So we hung out. And then like that <laughs> same night, we're like, yeah, never getting married again. Totally never getting married right. again. And then we were just like inseparable. Except for to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you guys still work together? No, no. Uh, yeah, I eventually left the yeah. the, the place we we're working at. Ooh, I'm working together was um, great. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's probably best for both of you." And I was like, as a comedian, this is the best thing because I get, you get to, to see, see my her. partner during the day, and yeah. then then it makes it like also, less terrible adults. that I'm night yeah. I'm out all right. the time. And yeah. it's like when we're I could see it being tough if you're like again like under twenty five or twenty six, and it's like yeah. petty or something gets weird. But it's like once you get older and you've been in professional settings long enough, you know to be like no matter what happens here, we have to keep work synergy working mm-hmm. and important and be professional no matter what here. Yeah. And then also it's like if you get along, then you get to see the person. Yeah. So it's like you know how to like actually do that. Where yeah. it's not like – I could see if it was something where it's like two people are 18 and it's like, why are you talking to blah, blah, blah? You're kind of looking yeah, at yeah. yeah. You get – I hopefully people move past that. Yeah, yeah. I met my girlfriend at work too and we don't work together anymore, but we worked at the same restaurant because um, I, I – where I still am and she's moved on to something else. But – uh yeah, that was it was kind of fun cuz it like made work fun. Sure. Yeah. Especially in that business where like Unless you're in a fight though. Very... Did you guys get in a fight and then... Oh, that sucked. Yeah, cuz I yeah. had some overlap yeah. with that with the person I was with that was in the business. We'd be in a fight. And I remember her telling me about this comedian that she really didn't like and that she was on like a general meeting and they were asking about the comedian. She's like, so I made sure to let them know that she's unreliable and blah, blah, blah. And I go, wait, is she unreliable or were you just saying that because you didn't like her? And she's like, no, she's she's unreliable, I think, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh. and then I just pictured me and her being in a fight and her being in a meeting and being oh, like, God. don't yeah. Book her. yeah, yeah. We didn't I'm, have those issues. I don't but. think that she would ever, she wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, that is a can you can make that a concern, but normally it can be like really nice. And when yeah, I'm in yeah. a relationship, I don't know if this is like a lesbian thing or not. Probably not, but I love. Actually, this is almost a problem. See what you think of this. When I I love like running by someone I'm dating, like getting their thoughts on what I'm doing, like work stuff. Like I'll be like, oh, here's an audition. What do you think about this? But yeah. I'll always preface it like only if it's fun for you. And then I love, but what happens is a lot of times, sometimes my girlfriends almost feel like they're becoming my managers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I've had that, but I always, I try to be like giving as much feedback for their work as sure. for the girl that was in the business. I was doing, I feel like I was, I was doing a lot of my pleasure. You know what I mean? Like consulting mm-hmm. work for could, her though. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it was like someone whose job I had, like the people in finance, like there wasn't much I could weigh in. You, you know, know, sell, yeah. sell, sell. Yeah, yeah. I would listen a lot and be like, Sounds "Make sure good. the stocks are doing great." Right? I don't know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. a, you know, like how's money? Like, I don't know what. <laughs> but one of them was trying to write a children's book, so I could be really supportive yeah. there. But yeah, like, how much do you guys incorporate your work with the person you're with? Because sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I don't want them to." I think it depends on the person. So my wife is so supportive, like so incredibly supportive of my comedy. So she's super into it. So she's mm-hmm. into it. Which is and fun. Yeah. And that's when it's fun. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so she's an artist. So she does all the artwork for Diking Out. Nice. She's um, taking over my my stand-up branding. So she'll do um, show flyers for me. She'll She's going to be overhauling my website. She like art directs things for me. Because it's a career me. for the mm-hmm. both of you. That's how you want to yes. think of it. Yeah. Because anytime yeah. it's like – 
It's like, yeah, like, no, this isn't just, this is like, we're both doing this. Like, so I, I even feel that way about like friends or people from Maine or whatever. Like, it's like, this yeah. is like a collaborative effort mm-hmm. to try to like push forward here. Yeah. And I, I think to, to be yeah, a creative person, like I'm, I'm glad that she's so invested. Yeah, someone that can do your branding. That's me. A fucking mm-hmm. ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think you should always date someone that has a, a usable skill. Yeah. Like, sure. My, my, yeah. my toxic relationship was an accountant. Never had to nope. do my taxes. It was right. wonderful. Right. It was wonderful. <laughs> I think I, I'm very happy with, with this choice of uh, artist and art director. Um, also would have yeah. gone for masseuse. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like. <laughs> The second jackpot is yeah, art director. Is. Sure. That's great. Yeah, no, it, it's that's great. That's great. So that's how we we met at work because I'm a copywriter. She's an art director Perfect. during the day, mm-hmm. and so we have complementary skill sets. So then when I look at her stuff, and I'm more like business minded, and I'm like, no, 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 this is what's going to sell. So I give her like input on her art. I'll do her um, write ups for her, right. and that kind of stuff, and it works. That's great. Frickin that perfect. is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I was on going on dates with someone who was a manager, but she didn't manage comedians or actors. She mm. managed like um, directors, oh, and okay. that was great. And it was interesting too because I was talking about a friend of mine. And I was like, well, they're just totally mismanaged. And she was like, are they mismanaged, Emma? Or is your friend maybe not like pulling their weight in the situation? And I was like, what do you mean? She yeah. was like, because I've had clients where they're not working, but it's like I'm sending them tons of work, yeah. and then they're not showing up. Or she's like, or clients where I'm not keeping them abreast of every single thing that I'm doing, but I'm keeping everything running smoothly so they're not hearing from me because I'm doing my job. So she's like, Mm -hmm. so maybe if someone's not hearing from their manager very much, it's because their manager is just like propping everything up. And I was like... Ah. Industry adjacent. Had not thought of that. Yeah, yeah, Or there was someone that she she was like crying because someone was super like insensitive. She's like, they just don't know how much work I do for them. And I was like... Yeah. I never saw yeah. that side of it. Yeah, it's and then easy I, like, for people to be very dismissive of their reps. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like cut to myself being like, this fucking of my, me talking about someone like, this guy's an idiot. I never hear from him. What does he even do? And then I remember I was like, oh, no. Because you, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't know. So it's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. You know, it's good to learn. Yeah. Um, bring things back to, to yeah. sex. <laughs> Please. We pick these topics, and it's really easy when you start uh, talking about lesbian things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you did, though, mention sex toys. Yeah. Uh, and is that something that, that you use often, or is it more like a— Definitely depends on the person, but I love using— I mean, I was going through a phase where I, like, I love using strap-ons. Like, I love wearing—that was so fun. I love wearing doing that and wearing strap-ons. And then I was with people that—you know, I guess it's more like me tailoring it more to the, pers- the mm-hmm. other person. But if I'm thinking about it for me— like it was fun. The person that I was with the other day used a vibrator on me, and I was like, "Whoa!" I'm, I was, and I like almost, I like, I was like, bah. she was like, "I'm gonna like do this to you," and I was like, I was almost like, I was like, "I've done this to other people like hundreds of times." She was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like chill out." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, you know, I was, but I'm just trying to like be more fu- like more open and not like have to be, you know. And that was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. I think I like the other stuff more, but I think I think that sex toys are fun. I like them. Yeah. yeah. I've gone through phases where it was like much more a part of the production. Yeah. But like now, now I've just kind of like chilled out. Yeah. But I used to get really embarrassed going into sex shops. And uh, yeah. I used to always get all new sex toys. Yeah. It that's expensive. another thing. Yeah. They are expensive. They're really, I mean, you could spend like hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. on like one thing. But yeah. especially if it's like I want to bring like, especially if it's going to be like a relationship, I want to bring in like new energy to the relationship. Right. Yeah. You don't want the memories associated right. with that old sex Which toy. Like, yeah. Very gay. Throw yeah. all the old ones out. <laughs> 
Yeah, I yeah, sex toys uh, for me have always been like very sparingly. Yeah, yeah. me too. I Did, have a very, I have actually a fairly limited experience with them. Although yeah. I want, I mean, I think that's definitely on the on the horizon. But it's not something that I've ever felt. At first, I was very much against them specifically because I was very much like, I don't need fucking toys. Like, I don't need a fake dick or anything right. like that. But it's not yeah. about that. It's just about oh, like the so sensation fun. of it's, I yeah. love yeah. using strap-ons. I wouldn't think of it as fake dick. I'd be like, this is my dick. This yeah. Is my like, I like love. Do you it. get the ones that look like real dicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I go I hate that. Into it. I but hate that. I was dating like more straighter girls. So that yeah. was right. a hard thing where I was like having a hard time with lesbians because I was like, yeah. well, I need like a bisexual queer that's like a cock slut. Come like, yeah, you fucking whore. <laughs> yeah. Where I excel sexually is if someone likes to get degraded and I haven't been with someone that likes that for years yeah so that's when I'm a standout that yeah. other than that I'm like I kind of run out like yeah I was trying to this person that. this person wanted me to talk dirty to them yeah and I was like okay but but then she didn't like getting called a slut so I was like hmm. so I, fe- I have to like learn some new like yeah. phrases I was with yeah. someone for a while that was really into that kind of thing and I never I'm not into that and so we just never had sex and we broke up that's so, so interesting <laughs> yeah yeah I like that stuff I yeah. I don't know why I just but never. It could be for like I have animosity towards women. I don't know. Yeah, but like it's like someone yeah, like, really want that. And I and I remember being a little like I've had some. Where do you one meet those encounters. women? Encounters. I that one I met on OkCupid. <laughs> really? Yeah. And she told me she was into that kind of thing, and I was like, "Oh, cool. I'm not." And then right. we just like moved in together. Like, why? So <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I had that with someone. <laughs> where I, yeah. I remember asking, I was like, do you like to get called any names? And like, it, there's one thing if someone's like, oh yeah, this or that, or they're like, I don't know, I don't have experience with it, but maybe, or then if someone's like, no. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, <laughs> or if they're like, no choking, or even if they're like, no choking for them, okay, fine. But if they're like, but it's gross, how does anyone do that? Yeah, then it's like, like, don't shame it. But yeah. It, but yeah, I and I've had like some really casual encounters with women that wanted me to choke them. And I'm like, I... Yeah, I mean, I would do it if they wanted me to, but I, I, I got nothing out of that. Like it yeah, wasn't. I like and that. Then they would and then sometimes me, they'll choke you. I, and I, I like. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm it's not, fun. Yeah, I'm not really into it, but it's yeah. like it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. Or smacking someone in the. Sometimes someone like to get like smacked in the face yeah, or the breast yeah, and stuff. I've had yeah. that as well. I don't like spitting in someone's mouth though. No, I've never uh, had that like request, that. which I'm glad. for. I did, and I could tell I wasn't doing it right. I was like, like this. I mean, uh, and I was like, kind of make a weird face, like like that, like. And then she was like, just do it. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> like I, put, I was like, is that okay? And then, like, I'm just like spitting like in the wrong places. Yeah. But you know. I, I don't think I would handle that request very smoothly. Right. But, um, but yeah, I've had other, I don't know. I've had some, some, some weird requests from some women that I'm like, ah, not weird. I shouldn't say that, but like things that I just, wasn't into doesn't and do I would it for just explain, you. like, it doesn't really do it for me. Or wouldn't I, bring up I, on I, your own. Or I, yeah, or I would say, like, I mean, I'll do it. Like, I can't guarantee you're going to lie. I'm not going to be good at it. This is the right. first time ever, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I've just, I've sort of never connected sexually with people who are, who have like that sort of kink kind of thing. And they, yeah. and they have to have that in order to get off, you know. Yeah. I like that. I've, I've yeah. never experienced that before. But I, if something, if it starts to organically go in that direction, mm-hmm. then I can get into it. But if See, someone good, like, I feel like for a kicks while, down the door and they're like, yeah. you're my bitch, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I was like pushing for that like too quickly and like I would like like I remember like messaging with someone and they I remember they said you know it's like I would take any cue to try to like get it hardcore and it worked a couple times but then there was someone I they were like they they were this is such a lesbian thing they were like 
they're like, oh, it's just volunteering at this um, co-op, like a food co-op. And they're mm-hmm. like, and the person was so bossy. It's a good lesson in, lesson in submission. And I was like, ooh, I was like, that's a, that could be a good lesson for you to learn. And then she's like, haha, what do you mean? Then I was like, hmm. Because I was like yeah. trying to just get an in-rod to be yeah. like, yeah. fucking go. Even though we'd yeah. only been, literally she's trying to talk about a food co-op. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you like that, you little slut? Like, yeah, but it's yeah. like, no. Yeah. And then she's like, so the slutty peach. Yeah, 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 fucking being a whore in the granola section. But like, I haven't been with someone that likes to get talked to like that in so long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. What about uh, STDs? Uh, I've never Big fan. About no, it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about them? Paranoid. No. You, you always have to, have you been tested? Tested, tested, tested. I've never been, no, I've never, I don't know why, I've just never worried about it. I, oh, I feel, I'm not smart. Well, we're in a low risk group. Yeah. But what? then it's hard too because you say, when was the last time you were tested? Mm-hmm. I used to, I asked that less now, but then someone could say, oh, a month ago, and you just have to believe them. I remember with one person, yeah. I was like, did you get any paperwork for that? And they were like, are you kidding me, Emma? And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't. And she was like, do they give you paperwork? And I was like, no. Yeah. But they should give us a fucking card that we can have in our wallet to say the last time we were tested. Yeah. You I know? like that idea. Yeah. I've, I feel very uncomfortable asking um, somebody, which you shouldn't, but yeah, be, being part of lesbian is a low, low risk. risk. And yeah. as we get older, I think but it's, it's more not, assumed someone is regularly getting tested, but you can well, never be but too But it's safe. not risk-free. It's well, not yeah, risk-free. but also so many women are, are fluid so right. that they've been right. with men. And then as soon as you're, you're with men and then you're with everybody that, that they've slept with, and that's where I start to get a little bit more yeah. paranoid. So my, my wife had been with men previously, and when we started hooking up, I was like, well, we're already hooking up. So like, should I even ask now or should I just like get tested and make sure that I'm clean? And it wasn't until later in our relationship that I finally was like, Hey, you're clean, right? Like you don't have any STDs. She's like, no. I was like, okay, I've been wanting to ask you since like the first time we ever made out, Mm -hmm. uh, just to make sure. But I also didn't know how to bring it up and I should have really been an adult about it. But yeah, I was tested, um, before my first marriage and mm-hmm. I know and I knew she had been tested too so I was like very confident because she was the only my right. ex-wife was the only person I'd slept with so I'm like I'm definitely STD free yeah and then like so paranoid about getting back into it but yeah with, with lesbians you think like oh there's not going to be a problem here yeah but I've always is. assumed that yeah. yeah I've I've recently had like I just had like the full battery of like blood work done and that yes. was included in that so right. I was like yeah, yeah I got to you know but I never consciously went to a doctor and said, test me for I have enough times things. where they're like, like, even if I go in for something else, I'll be like, do you guys want to do the test? And they're like, you, have you been sexually active? And I'm like, no. Like, I, there was a time where I literally hadn't been sexually active between the last time I was tested. And they're like, well, what do you want to get tested for? Because if, if you haven't been sexually active since you were last tested, I'm sure you yeah. don't have it. And I was like, all right. But I just, like, like getting Tested. It's nice it's to know. Good. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. It's a good thing. More people should do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. I've been allergy tested so many times. I'm not allergic <laughs> to anything, but I'm always like, you know. Just crunch the numbers, Just let right? me know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be in an EpiPen situation. No. Maybe that's why my gynecologist doctor was like ramming me when he like did the gyno thing because yeah. I'm so fucking annoying. Because I'm like, <laughs> test me for this or I, do, I think I'm allergic to gluten now. How about now? How about now? Yeah. Because yeah. I had low vitamin D. Uh-huh, and that yeah. popped up because I was like so anal retentive about the testing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, see, that popped up. See, it worked. Yeah. Good thing I come in all the time. <laughs> then he's like, time for gynecologic exam. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen like that, but it felt like it. Get tested. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. 
Cool. Anything else we want to say about sex while uh, we're wrapping up? I don't know. I mean, I think we're pretty much for it. <laughs> yeah. For it, but not the, most important, right. not the most important thing. Not the most important thing. Not the most important thing, but it's still an important so thing. So important. Yeah. It's a good barometer. Yeah, you want it to grow with your relationship, yeah. too. I, I think it says a lot about your your relationship, too. Yes, and the yeah. way you feel about each other, the nonverbal communication. And if yeah. someone's a giving lover, you, you know, to, if, someone's, if someone's a giving lover, then that is indicative of so many other things. Like, yeah. this girl that I had been with, the one I've been with recently, who the sex was really good, was such a giving lover that I, I wasn't surprised when a homeless guy came up to us and she gave him a granola bar. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't surprised by that. Whereas right. other people I've been with would have been like, ugh, homeless guy. You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah. she was like, oh, oh, and gave him two granola bars. Yeah. That's good. That's a good, that's a good person. And it's, it's connected like a, to yes. the being a giving, caring. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? My wife will give a homeless person her umbrella when it's raining Aww. and be like without an umbrella. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. great. I really wow. hit the jackpot. Like now yeah. it makes sense why I got married so fast. Yeah, it totally <laughs> does. Yeah. I've never even yeah. yeah, that's really great. See, that's a beautiful. That's the most important thing because you want someone that's going to take care of you that you can take care of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, also for me to have that part of my life feel stable yes. has always been very important because the the times in my life when I'm single, immediately I'm I go to I'm going to die alone. Yes, of course. Um, nobody's ever going to love me. Like mm-hmm. all these terrible thoughts, and then I have this anxiety about like around women, around trying to pick up women. I'm I'm in my head. I waste so no much time. No one's ever going to understand me. Yeah, mm. I waste so much time thinking about like, what should I do next? Should like, I have what, just what, stayed what? with da da da? Do you do that game? Yeah. I'm like, I should have fucking stayed with what's her face. Oh no, all my breakups. I'm like, oh, I've done that before. I sh- so you're not friends yeah. with your exes? No. I'm not. I'm friends with a couple. I'm friends with. My, my two loves and then my a couple of really uh, I'm friends with maybe four of them I'm friends with the people that I hooked up very casually with a long time ago it's, it's not like close friends no no but for me it's just like a complication I don't need yeah no I don't yeah. have yeah I cut off 100% of contact like wow. un- unfollowing uh, unless media, it was something like, that was like super super casual like the girls that I hooked up with in college you know I'll yeah, still like casual, see right. them if we're in the same city because yeah, once yeah. you've been in or, love but yeah, if it's been like a an exclusive relationship, right. then like forget it. Yeah. I still always like whenever I see my first girlfriend Lily, who I really love, we were together two years. We always, you know, every couple of years we'll get lunch and it's really nice. But I couldn't be friends with her all the time. Yeah, it would be too. Because you, you know, don't want a front row seat into like them dating someone else. Yeah, and she's and she's got a kid and, and a wife and yeah, all that, and yeah. I'm happy. But you know, well, yeah. even this person now, I actually really like her, and I was thinking because I was like, if you know. If we, I don't think I, at this point, even the, I don't see her as someone I would just want to be friends with. I was like, I can tell that I like this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think I would want her as a friend because I couldn't be a good friend. That makes sense. Yeah. A part of that was that I met so many people through like online dating. So it, the, because we never, we did not meet organically. It was like, we've, I began right. knowing you in this context. Yeah. And to work backwards to have like just a friendship feels right. kind of. But again, I, I met a few women that I went on like a date with that I'm still, you know, we still text about like right. specific things. Like one one of them, we only text about like basically like very narrowed it down, like kind of political things. Mm. And like, you know, I don't know. It, it, so those relationships are nice because they're still friendships, but they're not people that I'm like regularly seeing by any means. Totally. They've all like, they're all like in relationships and it's great. But yeah. I don't know. Like, but I have a couple of people 
people that I've dated in the past in New York, and if I were to run into either of them, I would be like, I would, I would make an effort to ignore them. Really? Yeah. Or I don't know. Or I would just be like, oh fuck. Is like, it because they would, fucked you over, or did you? F- um, kind of one of each. Yeah. Yeah. One kind of fucked me over, and I just it would just be so awkward to have a conversation with her. And then the other, I fucking completely fucked over. Right. And <laughs> like. That's why it meant the world to me. I'm still really guilty about it. Me and the ex that we went to the wedding together that we were able to reconnect two weeks ago because I think I I think that she handled some things really bad, but then I think I really handled some things Mm. in a way that was not indicative of my respect level for her. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I I tried to go back and be friend after my divorce. um, Tried to not even be friends, but just be like kind of online friendly with my toxic ex. Because I figured enough time has passed, it's been so long, and then that like blew up in my face, and it yeah. got like very weird very fast, and then I had to cut it, and it mm-hmm. went to like being very like weird, and I'm like, oh, this you has can't. Fit. this yeah. once it goes yeah. there. Yeah. I have a real toxic ex that sent me some messages actually after Crazy X, oh. and I was like, there <laughs> we go, you mm-hmm. fucking, you know, you saw me on TV, yep. yeah, yep. and I, I was like, I can't, cannot engage really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, respect to her, but because I was like, I just know where we where we get to, and I think this ex now because she keeps saying like we're gonna still be really good friends, and I'm like, yeah, but as friends, you have to move out because it's been hard to get her to move out of the apartment. So even last night, she like spent the night, and then I slept uh. on the couch, and I was talking to the new girl that I was talking to, and she was like, that was really rude of you, and I was like, hey. I let you spend the night because you had some movers coming to get your stuff in the morning. It's mm-hmm. a lofted studio, so I'm on a couch in my own place. And I told you I want to talk to this new person I'm talking to. And that's weird for me and mm-hmm. for her. So actually you are being the weird friend one here. Uh, yeah. And I've been a pushover in letting You're you keep your You're nice. yeah. too nice. Too nice. I, I, I yeah. changed the locks. I let yeah. her keep her stuff at the apartment forever. And then, yeah, I can be too much of a pushover with yeah, stuff. Yeah, you should find her credit card and put all her stuff in mini storage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that's what my sister said. Send the key. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get a storage unit. Ooh, clean breaks. That's what I have to do. Yeah. 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 I just lance it off. It's over. So uh, we end our episodes with a random question. Anything. And this one is, <laughs> what's the most obnoxious question that straight people ask you about being a lesbian? Oh, man. Um, I, have, I do have a lot of sympathy for it because... I ask kind of obnoxious questions too. I don't know if this was the most obnoxious one, but this one really caught me off guard. This straight cis guy, I, I was doing his podcast and his co-host was a friend of mine and I could tell he felt weird around me. And then in the middle, totally unrelated, he goes, why are some women attracted to women that look like boys? Why wouldn't they just date a man? Uh, oh, yeah, classic. And I was like, one. I don't know. Classic. Thank God they're fucking out there. Otherwise yeah. I'd be shit out of luck. And I was like, but I, I, that's not what I'm into. So I have no, I don't know. They've got a screw loose. I don't know. And then I left and I texted my ex, my friend Nicole, and was like, this guy just asked me this and I don't feel comfortable with how I responded. Like, I I knew I didn't respond right. I was yeah. like, get, I didn't get defensive at him, but I kind of like threw myself under the bus too. And then she was like, oh, because, and then gave me this like great response that's clearly indicative of her reading a lot of like women's studies and mm-hmm. social, you know, yeah. being a sociology major. And then I was like, oh, I should find that response and and email it to you guys because it was so good. But I remember when he asked me that question and then I left and I was like, what a, what a like rude, hurtful, fucked up power dynamic question. That's a perfect storm of like problematic things in one 
stupid ass yeah, question. Yeah, and there's no le- the leverage, the power dynamic of my ability to respond there is very tricky. And that, right. Yeah. So I would say that was the worst one. Yeah. I, I'm always someone that comes up with like the best comebacks like five minutes after I should have. Yeah. And or I, I read something like, on Twitter that where moment. I'm like, God, Damn it. why am yeah. I not as smart as this person? Right. Yeah. <laughs> M- mine that I've gotten weirdly a couple times is um, when I tell people that I have a wife, they're like, oh, do you guys live together? I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Do you get I'm that? I'm not even kidding. I got that Who like two fuck? or three times. I got that by a no, hairdresser. No, I actually never met, actually. Never met. Yeah. 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 I got that from a hairdresser. I what? was like my wife and then, and then I had to sit there for like another 20 minutes while right. she finished up my hair and they the whole must, time I'm thinking you fucking idiot they must have been so caught off guard <laughs> yeah. that literally it would be like it would just be something I think it's almost like the Judah thing where, uh, where, like, where they weren't were only yeah. like kind of right. listening and then they heard what they want to hear and then they're like oh do you guys live right. together they didn't hear wife they, like they still think response. like yeah they still think like girlfriend or partner or like it's hard wow. for them to wrap their head around like this is a a totally normal marriage. Right. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys live together? We live together. Yeah. Weird. That's that weird, right? Weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten just the standard uh, who's the guy in the relationship thing. Yeah. And what I do think you say? I just say Me. that's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. I say that. <laughs> well, and it's I like, go, I'm the man one. Yeah. When you see, <laughs> I'm the man. When you see my girlfriend and I together, it's, it's, I'm, right. She's extremely feminine. Hell and, yeah. And it just, it blows my mind that people still think of, right. Because they just can't, crawl out of the box of gender norms right yeah. and it's just well, it's like trying to understand it's trying to process right it yeah. almost in a way you have to put it putting it in their terms like you almost have to like use barbie dolls and like well if yeah. they live, you know i almost feel like i've had to like de you know construct that in my own head because i've always been like i'm the man one i'm the man one i yeah. open the door i carry the thing i just even yeah. like literally when me having sex with this girl you know whatever it was like two weeks ago and she was like and I was kind of like, wait a minute, I do that. Nah, nah, yeah, nah. And then I was yeah. like, what the fuck am I talking about? This yeah. is gold. And she's like, I've been with tons of guys where I like did like fuck them in the ass and bent them over and stuff. And I was like, whoa, not that she yeah. did that to me, but yeah. you know, I was like, oh yeah, what the fuck am I talking about? Right, right. What you do have I to kind of unlearn about? those like that, yeah. that sort of gendered kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I still am the man one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's important to me. I couldn't be with someone if if some woman was like, I'm the man one, I'd be like, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, I would, I'd have a real problem with that. I'm yeah. not, a, yeah, I'm not generally attracted to women that look like me. But what if so. it was a super feminine woman and she's like, I'm the man one? I would be like, oh, ha ha. But if she's like, no, seriously, like, then I'd be like, mm. I don't know. I think I have too, I, I couldn't imagine the scenario in which that would yeah. happen. Because it'd have to be like... I mean, I always think the woman one always win, like wins the arguments more, and it would be nice yeah. to be with someone that doesn't isn't such a good arguer. Yeah, mm. that would be nice, you know. But I lose every single because argument. The, <laughs> the woman one is very good at that generally. Yeah, yeah. But it's totally problematic what I'm saying. Right, but it's like kind of what it is, like yeah. in practical application. And it doesn't always have to be like that. Do you no, win the yeah, arguments yeah, yeah. or does your wife? Um. I think that I did, we don't really we don't really argue much. That's it's good. Still, yeah, um, I know. In my last marriage, one time, uh, my ex got very angry, and she was like, "I'm really frustrated at how good you are at arguing." Mm. But I would say in all of my relationships, because I. I'm a femme and I date femmes mm-hmm. that there I never see I can't even say who was the man in which relationship right. because it was definitely always Very much equal. equal yeah. And it's such a true thing because I have um two feminine friends that date other feminine women. Mm-hmm. And for sure. Or this person that I've been going on dates with usually dates more feminine women. And that actually made me very insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, all right, whatever. But yeah. 
but it's it's just like you know it's a thing, it's a thing. yeah um, so Emma, uh, where can people find you online? Where can they see EmmaComedy.com? And then we have a sh- Mateo and I are doing a live show of our podcast April 8th. Yeah. I don't know when this will come out. Uh, it, this will come out before then, but cool. um, I'm so bummed I'm going to be in Vegas because I'd love to go. But I'm doing a uh, lesbian podcasting panel at Clexicon in Vegas at the Tropicana for anyone who's going to be awesome. out there. Mm-hmm. Stop by. and April 8th you're doing that? I'm doing it uh, April 6th, but then I'm staying and seeing you... Celine Dion. Oh, I mean, <laughs> living, living your <laughs> best life ever. Yeah. <laughs> you should go by the Comedy Cellars opening a Las Vegas location. I heard yeah. that on your podcast. Yeah, and I'm so like, it should be oh, fun. Man, I should check that out. I don't yeah. know if I think that that's the first weekend. I think Mateo might be there that weekend. All right. In which case, he could probably get you guys tickets. I'll find out when he's going to be there, and I, okay. it's either opening that weekend or the next one. All right. But if I'll you're in New York, April eighth, Mateo and I are doing a live show nine thirty at the Abrams Art Center. Oh, great! Great. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And follow you on Twitter. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. I'm not Instagram. Good at Twitter. All right. I just I retweet stuff. My Twitter is mostly me just retweeting. That friend of mine, Carly. Yeah. She's really funny on it. Like, I'll, like, not go to her page. There's a couple people whose pages I won't go to, and then I'll, like, wait a couple weeks, and then I'll read all of them at once. Yeah. yeah. Just like it's, like, a funny book or something. Yeah. Um, but Instagram, I post all the time. Great. And I holler back. If you hit me up, Aziz Ansari had a joke about that where he was, like, people write to him, and they're, like, and then he writes back, and they're, like, I can't believe you're writing me back. And he's, like, yeah, I got more free time than you think I do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I generally holler back, so yeah. hit me up. Great. Awesome, awesome. And then follow us uh, at Diking Out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Patreon slash Diking Out. If you have some spare change, uh, we'll take it. We will. And we'll give you lesbian swag in return. Thanks for Diking Out with us, and Dike Out with us again next week. Thank Bye. you, guys. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.